You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and share with your friends. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. We have something for all ages or online at 10 a.m. Make sure to check out our live groups or small groups. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. During worship, I turned around and I looked back and I told my wife, I said, what a beautiful sight to see everyone standing and worshiping the Lord and forgot my Bible down here. I might need that. Amen. Everybody turn around and greet somebody. Can you do that? Greet somebody. Even if you don't like them, act like you do, all right? Amen. Praise the Lord. I, uh, I don't have a, what you would call a Father's Day message. I'm I want to speak what I believe God has given me. The title is The Voice That Empties Graves. We go to a cemetery to to pay our respect. We go to a cemetery to bid farewell. But let's be honest, we depart as soon as possible. I'm probably pretty confident that nobody, if you want to take your family on a picnic, you don't go to the cemetery. It's not a place that you go just to hang out. Each headstone reminds us life is but a dash between two dates. My headstone would say 92961 dash still to be determined. Each memorial service that we go to, it reminds us that our day is coming. One of the greatest preachers, which is still alive, T.D. Jakes, a West Virginia man, but now in Texas. I remember him years ago saying, it seemed like yesterday I was a little boy standing beside my father at my father's casket. He said, then in the blink of an eye, my little boy was standing beside me at my father's casket. And he looked up and he said, guess who's next? So each memorial service tells us our time is coming and we do all that we can do to delay that. I got up yesterday morning, every morning I get up and I say, today is my day. I'm gonna eat healthy and I'm gonna walk I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I I, I do it every day. Honestly, I go to bed at night and I think, tomorrow is my day. Well, yesterday was my day. And I made it by God's grace. I didn't eat nothing wrong all day. And I walked. And uh, it felt good. Felt good. I told someone yesterday, my doctor told me a while back, said you ought to eat every two hours. I said, I've been doing that all my life. And he said, no, I mean small amounts. So we exercise, we eat healthier, but in the end, there is an end. Do you hear me? There's an end to this life. And I don't want you to stand yet, but James chapter four, verse 14, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time. And then it what? It vanishes away. 
We don't discuss cemeteries, graveyards, to brighten our day. Cemeteries aren't typically known for inspiration. But there was an exception that was found in a graveyard near Bethany. Stand with me this morning as we look to God's word. And I want to say this before I read this. I am preaching to myself this morning. How long do I have to live? To <laughs> Indy said, I hope a long time. <laughs> Can I finish that? How long do I have to live till I learn what I've studied and what I've preached to you all? How long? How long do you have to live before we apply what God has given us. So in John chapter 11, verse one through three, now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him saying, Lord behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Rusty Hudson, bless the reading of the word of God, would you? We do thank you for another day of life. And Father, we thank you for always being with us, Lord. And really, Lord, uh, I thank you for being our father. And I thank you for all the fathers that's uh, come before us, Lord. And Father, now I want to say that uh, we love you today. We praise you. We ask you to bless this word. May you prepare our minds and hearts to accept this, Lord. And Father, now we'll always keep our eyes on the cross. Keep moving each and every day. Lord, put somebody in our past that we can talk to daily, Father, about you. We love you and we praise you. We lift you up. We magnify your name. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Lazarus was sick. Now, I want to give you a little foundation here about this time period. In Matthew 8 and 20, Jesus said unto him, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man have not where to lay his head. So he's not speaking there to Lazarus, but what I'm trying to say right there is during this time period, at this particular time, Jesus was being rejected by almost everyone. Apparently he was an unwelcome guest in most homes. But however, there was one family Lazarus and his two sisters, Mary and Martha, that Jesus was always welcome in when he was in or around Jerusalem. Lazarus was a real person with a real problem. This is not just a story. This was a living being, a man that Jesus cared for. So we can read between the lines there. He was sick somehow, we don't know, possibly body aches, possibly a fever, stomach problem. I don't know what the sickness is, but he had a friend. Somebody say, he had a friend. But he had a friend named Jesus. This, this friend had already turned water into wine. He had a friend. This friend 
spoke to the stormy sea and the sea was calm. He had a friend. This Lazarus had a friend. He had a friend that took a picnic basket and turned it into a buffet. He had a friend that would open blinded eyes. He had a friend that would lay his hands on someone's ears and, and they would begin to hear. He had a friend, do you hear me? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I got the same friend. At least I hope you got that same friend. See, others during this time, they were a fan, a fan of Christ. But Lazarus was a friend with Christ. There's a different, fans are fickle. When you're doing good as a team, your fans are okay. When you're a singer and you can hit that note, your fans are okay. When you're a preacher and you can still preach, then your fans are all right. But when you can no longer do that, fans are fickle. Lazarus had a friend, a friend that was closer than a brother. So the sisters of Lazarus, they sent Jesus a message. And this is where the Lord began to speak to me that when do I have to, when am I gonna learn? I've been stressed out the last couple, three weeks on a couple issues. And when am I gonna learn this lesson that I believe that we can, I can share today that'll help us all. In John 11 and three, therefore his sister sent unto him saying, Lord behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Now I want you to note that they appealed to the love of Jesus and they stated their problem, very important. They stated their problem. They said, one is sick. They did not tell him, and this is where the Lord has dealt with me this week. They did not tell the Lord in this scripture how to respond. They simply wrapped their concern in a sentence and left it with Jesus. When am I going to learn? I want to take my problem to the Lord, and then I want to tell the Lord how to answer. <gasps> When am I, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, when is he going to learn? Because I know ain't nobody else got this same problem. So maybe it's a lesson perhaps for all of us. So Christ responds to the crisis of health, of health with a promise of help. In John 11 and four, when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Verse four, this sickness will not end in death. Lazarus, we learn, will find himself in the valley of death, but he won't stay there. I want to preach to somebody today, you may feel like you're in the valley of death. Death don't only happen in a cemetery, death happens in a relationship. Death happens in finances. Uh, you may feel like you're in the valley of death, but I come with good gospel news. You are not going to stay there. God knows where you're at. God knows your name and he knows your circumstance. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. The messenger, I kind of like to read between the lines, probably hurried back 
to Bethany and told the family, take heart. Put your hope in the Lord. I took the message to him. Verse six, when he had heard therefore that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. That don't look like a friend to me. If I call you Scotty and I tell you I'm sick and I need you and you don't show up, huh? A lesson here to be learned, preaching at myself, the necessity for waiting upon God in great crisis. When am I gonna learn? When are you gonna learn that we, in the midst of a crisis, we gotta wait on God? I can't change it. When am I gonna figure that out? I don't know. I wish I could help myself. I can't even help you. Can't help myself. When am I gonna learn? Anybody else in a crisis, you call up God, you tell God when you want it taken care of, you tell God how you want it taken care of, and he abodes two or three days or two or three months. What is wrong with him? Martha and Mary were learning to wait upon God throughout this whole experience. In severe crisis, there is no answer, none, no answer, but to wait upon God. I wanna fix it myself, Robert. When are you gonna learn, Robert? Wait upon God. Somebody say, wait upon the Lord. Look at your neighbor, the one that's miserable right now, and say, neighbor, you gotta wait upon God. You see, I should know by now the Lord will react and act at the right time. He's an on-time God, don't you know? I said he's an on-time God, don't you know? I said he's an on-time God, don't you know? I don't mind waiting. We gotta learn to wait. Romans 27 and 14, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. My job is to wait on the Lord and to be, what? Of good courage. My job is not to tell God how to do his job. The last time I checked him, he's still on the throne. He's still God. He's still in control. Somebody say amen. amen. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and what? He shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. My job is to wait upon God, be of good courage. His job is to strengthen me and he will show up right on time, every time. If you believe that, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. My, my, my. Isaiah 40 and 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. <laughs> They shall mount up with wings, with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. How do you get there? But they that wait upon the Lord. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. We're all right, we're all right, we're all right. The crisis of sickness is now a crisis of delay. How many's been in a crisis and it turned into a crisis of delay? Anybody in the house 
Do you remember a few weeks back, Pastor Wright said, uh, delay does not mean denial. Do you hear me? God is on time every time. The crisis of sickness now turns into a crisis of delay. I wonder how many times uh, while Lazarus was sick and he knew there was a messenger that had been sent to Jesus, I wonder how many times Lazarus said uh, to Martha or to Mary, is he here yet? Uh, have you heard anything? Uh, any gossip in town? Is he nearby? Martha, would you run to the window and open up and look and see if Jesus is on the way? He's wondering, this is my friend. How come he's not showed up? I'll tell you why he's not showed up. Because he's God and he knows what to do and he knows when to do it. And I believe the Spirit of God would fill us up with that today that we would leave here knowing our crisis is in the hands of God Almighty and he knows what we need and when we need it. My, my. my voice is weak today and I said I was gonna behave myself. Days came and went, no Jesus. Lazarus began to fade and no Jesus. Lazarus died and no Jesus. Verse 17, then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already, four days. It was custom to bury on the day of death, four days, already breathless, beginning to decay. It was a crisis beyond crisis. In verse 20, then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. What the Lord spoke to me, and I wrote that down this morning on my notes, we all react different, different. Be careful to judge somebody else how they react. And then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. The point is this, Martha did believe in Jesus, but her faith was a complaining faith. When am I gonna learn? I like to just punch myself right there. <laughs> Shut up, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce said, go ahead. Only at Jewel City. Only, you're gonna have a bunch of wise guys because you got a wise guy as a pastor, right? She did not believe to the point, and here I am preaching to myself, resting in faith. Amen. Resting. I wanna fix it. When there's a crisis in my life, when there's a crisis in this church, I wanna make the phone call. I wanna fix it. We can't fix everything. Gotta rest in the Lord. I'm preaching to myself. I'm gonna keep saying it in case you didn't catch it. I'm preaching to myself. If only you'd have been here. She was not trusting the matter completely in the Lord's hands, that's me. A complaining, questioning faith is a limited faith. It's easy to have faith when you're on the mountain, when everything is okay. But when you're in a valley, he's still the same God. I said he's still the same God. By the time Jesus arrives, Lazarus had been dead for better than a part of a week, a greater part of a week, four days, already beyond the halfway point. Maybe you're like Martha, you're disappointed. 
You told Jesus about the sickness and then the cemetery showed up. Maybe God didn't touch and heal the way you wanted your loved one to be healed. My Bible said to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. Maybe he didn't do it the way you expected him to. Maybe you find yourself like Mary, too bereaved to speak. Maybe like Martha, too bewildered to be silent. Some shut up, withdraw, and others run their mouth. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, which one are you? She's questioning, she's questioning if Jesus had done what is best and if Jesus knows best, that's what she's doing. If you'd have been here, this would have worked out the way I wanted it to. Well, listen to what the Bible said in Isaiah 40 and 26. He's God. He knows more than I know. He knows more than you know. Isaiah 40 and 26 said, lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these stars. He's God, Rusty. The one who leads forth their host by number. He calls the stars by name because of the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one of them is missing. Robert, when are you gonna learn that God is in control? That God hung every star and has them numbered and knows them by name. When will we learn that he's God? That no matter what comes against me, no matter what comes against you and your family, you are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. You are a son and a daughter of the one that hung the stars, named them and numbered them, put the moon and the sun the one that spoke and the waters appeared. The one that spoke and light appeared. He's God Almighty and he don't need my permission and he don't need my help. Somebody give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Jesus responded with a death-defying promise. Verse 23, Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Verse 24, Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. And I am the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die, but leaveth this. Somebody ought to give God a hand clap and a crazy shout of praise. Your crisis might have ended up in the cemetery, but God is still in control and God is coming back after a church. You hear what I'm saying? He's in control. Consider to whom Jesus asked this question. I want you to think about who he spoke to here. He's speaking to a bereaved, heartbroken sister. Consider when Jesus asked this question, four days too late, Lazarus, his friend, four days dead, four days gone, four days buried. And Jesus said, do you believe this, Martha? Do you believe that I am the Lord of all? 
even of the cemetery, the Lord of all. He's not only the Lord in a physical death in a cemetery. There's a lot of other death that we could speak about, death of a marriage, death of a relationship, death of finances. I go on and on and on. He said, I'm the Lord of all. So whatever your crisis, whatever your situation is, he's the Lord of all, or he's the Lord of none. When are you gonna learn, Robert? Verse 27, she saith unto him, yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. She mustered a mustard seed confession. She didn't have a lot of faith. Amen. And the Bible tells us we need faith just like a mustard seed. Amen. We gotta get a hold of a little something to say this crisis is not gonna kill me. This crisis is not gonna separate me from my loved one. This crisis is not going to just determine who I am. Amen. Lord, you're in control. So a mustard seed confession was enough for Jesus. Martha fetched her sister. Mary saw Christ and Mary wept. Listen to verse 33. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. This is our Lord and Savior. And he said, where have you laid him? And they said unto him, Lord, come and see. And verse 35, Jesus wept. Now the Bible said he groaned in his spirit, groaned in his understanding, groaned in his feeling, groaned in his compassion for all that was hurting. What caused Jesus to weep? Could it be the fact of the grave, of the death of his friend? Or could it be the fact of the control that the grave had over his family? How long are you gonna weep for that one you laid to rest? He had a broken heart. He wept over death, over man's pain, suffering, Sorrow, but what can separate us? Romans 8 and 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword? We're never alone. In every crisis, in every circumstance. Robert, you need to learn this. You're not alone, you're not alone. Verse 43, and when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus saith unto them, loose him and let him go. You know what the Lord was saying to me through all this? the stress sometimes that I allow to come into me, just be loosed. Just be let go. Because I, I'll take care of you. Just be loosed. Just be loosed. Don't miss the message of the miracle. Don't miss the message of the miracle here. The message is, you are never alone. Stand with me, stand with me. You are never 
alone. Listen to me. Jesus met Lazarus in a cemetery. And Jesus will meet us in every cemetery of life. (laughs) Every crisis, every defeat, every pain, every struggle. I remember one time I was rolled up in a ball and it was about three days. I just couldn't even come out of my room many, many years ago. And I was watching a preacher, T.D. Jakes. And I was watching him on TV and he stopped preaching and he said, bring that camera in. He said, I'm speaking to a man of God. He said, listen, you're not alone. Your better days are ahead of you. And I thought, yeah, thanks. And about 20 seconds or so, maybe a minute, I don't know. Phone rang and it was Pastor Ruth Fogel. She said, I got a word for you. You're never alone. And your better days are ahead of you. I've told this story before. I had a sheet laying on me. I jumped out of the bed and got twisted up in that sheet and fell down on the floor. Looked like I, when I was dancing at VBS the other night, I almost went down. So don't miss the message, the miracle of the message, the miracle. You are never alone. Sometimes I just want to have a pity party. I want to sit down and cry, suck my thumb, you know. But I'm not alone. I'm not alone. You are never alone. Jesus will meet us no matter what. We can count, no matter what, we can count on the presence of God the presence of God. Romans 14 and nine, I'm gonna close here in a second, maybe. For to this end, listen to this, for to this end, Christ has died and rose and revived. Now listen, that, that he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. An upcoming encore is scheduled. When he spoke, I've heard preachers say this forever, at the tomb of Lazarus, he called Lazarus by name. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And preachers for hundreds of years have said, the reason he said Lazarus, because if he hadn't, every dead person in that cemetery, well, it was just a warm-up, just a warm-up. Do you hear what I'm saying? Jesus will someday shout. And when he shouts, there'll be an ingathering of saints that will begin. Every graveyard. My brother was in Vietnam and we're blessed that he came home, but a lot of them young men never came, never left the jungle. And when he shouts, every particle will come back together. The Titanic those at the bottom that was never recovered. Children that have been taken and murdered and never found. What an end gather. What a family reunion. For if we believe, I'm holding me back up, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brother, concerning them which are asleep that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. See, we got hope. Somebody say, I got hope. 
For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Whew, what an army. Naomi, I see you wiping them tears. Don's on his way back. Huh? We're all coming together. Rick, your dad, I go right around the room, man. It's all gonna happen. It's gonna come back together. Hold on, wait. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also would sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Let's go back to verse 17. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. Now this is our community undertaker right here. And this is my word for you. Then we, that's me, which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. You're not gonna embalm me. To meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Verse 18, wherefore comfort one another with these words. His voice will empty a cemetery. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Listen, we gotta learn to trust him. There's a lot of bad things going on in our world and in our country, but he's still God. And I do believe with all of my heart, there's way more good than there is bad. Let's walk with him and let's trust him, amen. One, one last time, give him a hand clap. Give the Lord a hand clap and a shout of praise. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Our intercessors come forward and nobody looking around, just being an attitude of prayer and meditation. I wanna give an invitation a little different this morning. First, I wanna give to those that maybe you're in a crisis. Maybe you've been a little stressed like your pastor. And you need a touch from the Lord, you need peace. You need your faith to be strong and not be a complaining faith. If that's you, slip your hand up high toward heaven. Slip your hand up high. The Lord sees all of us. The Lord sees all of us. Let me tell you one, it got a little heavy on me recently. I just, be honest with you, a couple days I just kind of avoided prayer. You say, man, you're our pastor. Yeah, I'm just telling you, just telling you the truth, being honest with you. And then I realized, man, what are you doing? You just gotta lay before the Lord and say, Lord, here, here's how I'm feeling. Lord, I can't carry this by myself. Lord, I'm worried. Why don't you come? Why don't you come this morning? Make that step, make that effort. Come, come, come. I'm not gonna beg you. Maybe I will, I don't know. If you want some peace, would you come? 
Say, I'm in a crisis. I need, I need a touch, Lord. Maybe you got children that are not walking with the Lord. I shouldn't have to beg you. <laughs> you ought to run to this altar. If you don't want an intercessor to pray with you, that's fine. Come to the altar. Come to the altar. Whatever it is, maybe it's financial, whatever. I don't know. It could be a multitude of things. As people are coming, every head still bowed and every eye closed. How about your soul? How about your soul? If the Lord would appear and shout and the cemeteries would give up the dead in Christ, would you be one of those that remained living that would not be raptured out of here? That's the most important question that will ever be asked to you. What will you do with Jesus? You either accept him or you deny him. People say, well, I believe in Jesus. Satan believes in Jesus. You gotta be born again. He said, I am the resurrection. I am the life. He said, I am the way. There's no other way except through Jesus. So right where you're at this morning, if your heart is not right, if you're not ready, slip your hand up real high. I'm not gonna come to you. Slip your hand up and say, Pastor, today, Today, I want to give my life to Christ. Is there one? Any age. Young people, you don't get to heaven because mom and dad brought you to church. You get to heaven because Jesus touched you in church and you acknowledge he was the Lord. Is there one? One. Anybody at all? Anybody at all? I'm going to tell you. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and share with your friends. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. We have something for all ages or online at 10 a.m. Make sure to check out our live groups or small groups.